Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you are catching up with us. All our services are online at the moment, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy this encouraging message from our pastoral team. Yeah, welcome. So good to have uh, real humans in the house as well today. Absolutely loving this. You guys can have a seat if you like. If you're standing up at home, you can have a seat as well. You know, maybe wrangle the children to sit down near you. Uh, I don't know how it, how it looks for you, but so uh, that's not really how it is with us and teenagers. We're just trying to get them to stay awake. That's pretty much how it is with us. So welcome, wherever you're tuning in from, Newcastle, Australia, around the world. Uh, we just want to extend a warm welcome to you and uh, thank you for joining us online today. And thanks guys for being with us here today as well. So good. My name is Darren. I had to look and check that on my notes here. Uh, And I'm one of the pastors of C3 Victory and it's such a privilege and an honour to be bringing this word to you today. So uh, it's such a good series that we're in, right? Uh, this series on uh, Deeper is so good. And if you've missed any, then please check out our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and our, our YouTube channel as well. It's all up there as well. And this message will be live tomorrow on YouTube as well. So it's good. You can catch up. You don't have to miss out on uh, if you're away for a weekend. And yeah, it's good. It's good. Hey, I was thinking this week um, about how when you like, you know, when our kids were really, really little and, uh, and they like to help, but they're not really helping. You know how they just sometimes kids make things 10 times worse than what it really was. And, uh, you know, like you might be teaching them how to cook and, and you're like, OK, we're just going to put a little bit of milk into the, the scrambled eggs as we're making it. And they just go, blah, 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 you know, and you're like, oh, <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the kids are like, I'm helping. And you're like, mm, yes, 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 you're doing really good there. Or, you know, or, you know, you're you're, you're putting some salt on the dish or something and they've, you know, taken the lid off and they're like, you know, and the kids are so innocent and they're like, I'm helping. And you're like, "Mm, you're not really, you're not really. Um, I remember when our kids were little and we're trying to dig, you know, we're up on the, uh, at at the beach and we're up on the, on the white sand and we're trying to dig a really, really big hole to kind of fit all the children in. And then we just cover them over and leave them there for a few days. No, Um, we're trying to dig this massive big hole, you know, and the kids are there and they've got like a, like a plastic cup that they bought from home and they're like trying to help, you know, uh, or they, they, they run down to the, to, to the ocean, to the, to the beach, to the water, and they fill up this tiny little cup or a little bucket or, uh, you know, even those rakes that if you flick them over, little kids like yellow rake, they're about this big and you flick them over and they've got little tiny grooves in there and they're filling that up with water and they're coming up with a little cup or rake of water and they're tipping it in your little hole, like your big hole that you're digging and, and they're like, I'm helping. And you're like, you're doing great, man. Keep it up, keep it up, you know. And the, and a little cup of water just get and just kind of just goes straight into the sand. Makes no difference whatsoever. And I was thinking, that could be what our lives look like sometimes. We're we're, we're forever digging around trying to find something that's got that's that that gives us meaning and hope and purpose and so often we're living off the little cups of water that other people come and they just kind of tip into our big hole in the sand the problem is is that these little cups of water they just kind of they just kind of go straight into the sand they disappear almost immediately 
Uh, and we can feel like, even though I'm saved and I, I'm, I know Jesus and I'm a believer in Jesus, we can feel, and this has been said before in this series, that I, I can feel like there's still, there's still a desert inside of me. And we're, we're in a series called Deeper right now. Uh, where we're hanging around on the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman uh, for the whole month, for this whole month. And, and it's in John 4, so why don't you turn there in your Bibles. And if you're on a mobile device right now, there'll be a little tab and you can click on Bible and you can search for John chapter 4. Uh, the, 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 the stuff's going to be on screen today as well. Or you could have your, your paper Bible. That's always a good thing. You know, have your paper Bible and, and go from there. That's good. And we're, we're going to see today that uh, there is definitely this invitation to something deeper that God extends to every single one of us. This, this invitation to walk with Jesus personally and every day. Uh, that uh, Jesus, the source of life. And, and it's like God is saying your, 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 your soul does not have to feel like a desert every day. But instead, there can be the opposite of a desert, like this lush kind of greenery in your soul, like this, this verdant flourishing, like a rainforest in there, instead of it feeling like dry and just, you know, all the time, this, this dryness on the inside. So before we read uh, what we're about to read today, let me just give you a little bit of background and like kind of recap where we've been. And uh, in John chapter four, Jesus has decided that he's going to go through this place called Samaria. And there's a group of people who live there called the Samaritans. And the Samaritans hated the Jews and the Jews hated the Samaritans. There was this, this real passionate kind of hatred between these two groups groups of people. There was this big falling out that had happened many, many, many years ago. Uh, and, and now Jesus has decided, well, that's where we're going, guys. Uh, there was an encounter that he knew he had to have. The Holy Spirit was guiding him and he's like, I, I, we need to go through Samaria. So they go into Samaria and he sits down by a well and he sparks up this conversation with this woman. And he's talking about, they're talking about water. And he's talking about living water and she's talking about physical water. And, and the conversation keeps going and it kind, of, it kind of steps up a notch when he kind of asks her a few questions about her personal life. And then you can see in the, in the, in the story, her eyes are being opened and she can see who Jesus really is. And she's like, oh, wow. She can see that he is the Messiah. He is He's the son of God. And so she leaves her jar of water. That's why she went out to the well. She leaves her jar of water behind. And it's like, I imagine her racing back into the town and, and she's telling everybody about Jesus. And that's where we pick up the story today. It's in John chapter four. I'm going to read verse 39 to 42. It says this, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them and he stayed two days. Because of his words, many more became believers. And they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves 
and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. Why don't we just pray really quickly. God, we just uh, we thank you for this word. Would you give us ears to hear? Would you give us eyes to see? And Holy Spirit, would you reveal Jesus to us in a whole new way? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's good. All right, so how do we move from being the dry woman who turns up to the well to being the woman who's giving everybody else a cup of water? If you're writing notes, write this down. We need to remember that someone else's water just gives us a taste. Right back to verse 39. It says, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. Right? Someone else's water. It, it, but it just gives us a taste. Uh, I, I get the privilege of picking up my daughter from the bus stop, you know, uh, every, most afternoons. And, uh, and sometimes she will have already texted me on the bus with her little basic Android, you know, Nokia phone, you know, Dad! Dada, daddy, dad, dad. Like, like I'll get like 15 text messages. I'm thirsty. I'm like, all right, all right. And she'll get in the car and she'll be like, oh, I'm dying of thirst. Oh, dad. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, we'll be home in two minutes. And she's like, yeah, but the, the, the thing that's going to help me is a Slurpee from 7-Eleven. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. All right, right. I see, I see where this is going. You're prepping me by the text and now you're like, Dad, I'm, I'm really, mm, mm, just, this is what I need right now. <coughs> and, uh, and have you ever actually felt really genuinely thirsty before? Like you're like, oh man, I just, I could, whatever's, whatever's available, I'm just going to drink it. And it's your body, your body's like, you need water right now. You need water. And, and the thing is, I think that we are familiar with that thirsty feeling in our soul. I, I think that we're super familiar with it. I think that I would speculate that most people around most of the world and even most Christians would feel a level of dryness on the inside. Like w- without Jesus, without Christ, you're just looking around for the next Slurpee from 7-Eleven for your soul. Your, your, your body, your, your, your soul, your body's craving. They're like pure spring water. You know, the really expensive stuff you can get from Woolies, you know, and it's like $4 for a little bottle of Fiji water. Have you ever tasted that water? It is amazing, right? It's really, really good water. You know, sometimes I'll be like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna treat myself to the good water at Woolies. And it's so good. It's so good, but this is what your body is craving when you're thirsty. It's craving pure spring water with all the minerals and the electrolytes, you know, with all the junk taken out of it, just the good stuff. That's what your body is craving. You know, like, how, how often do you like reach for something else when you're really thirsty? You know, you're, you're like, I'm just going to get another coffee because that's going to help. You know, like, oh, I'll just get another cup of tea or it's like Saturday afternoon. You know, it's like, you know, seven o'clock and you're like, I'll just get a beer, you know, or, you know, I'll just 
duck down to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee. You know, because that's what you, your body's like. We need sugar. We need this stuff. You know, or if it's summer and you, you, you what do you do? You grab a Coke out of the fridge or something because you, you're treating yourself and you're like, oh, yes. Like Coke in summer over ice, you know. But that's not what you need when your body's dehydrated. You need water. And when, you're, when your soul is dehydrated, you need water for your soul. You don't need some kind of terrible water substitute for your soul. You need the real thing. You need Jesus in your soul. You need Jesus for your soul. Like, like, the, like the woman, she's, she's, she's trying to fill her soul with everything else. She's trying to fill her, her life with these different men, hoping that they're going to be her savior. And then she meets the savior of the world. She meets him. She meets Jesus and everything begins to change. Everything starts to change in her life. She met, she encountered the life. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. She met the life and, and the dryness of her soul is getting touched by this pure water that's going deep within her. She had a face-to-face -face meeting with the river of God. And her soul was touched and something began to shift in her and change in her. She's a different person running back into the town. She left the water jug behind. She's like, oh my gosh, guys. Oh my gosh, look what happened. And the people are noticing the change. Normally she's this quiet, ashamed, outcast among outcasts. But now... She's got a spark. Now, now there's something that is different. She gave them a cup of water to their soul. They got a taste of something that they hadn't experienced before. And they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's, what's going on? Like what's happening here? Because if your soul has never tasted life, and even the smallest drop can start to change everything. And that, their, their soul started to taste life and meaning and purpose. Their, their soul was taking a drink, a tiny cup of water into their soul of truth. And it says, and many of that town believed. Someone else's water gives us a taste of what it can be like for us. It's the taste, but it's also an invitation. Uh, I, I love, I love what, the way that John writes this because it's like he's really pressing home a point as well. He's like, he's like many of the Samaritans believed. Like the Jews are reading this going, really? The Samaritans? Are you kidding me? Like, like they're like, they're way off track, guys. Like they're like furthest from the truth. Because they believe a bit of it, but it's, it's crazy what they think, you know? And it's like those who are hated, those outcasts from the Israelites, they believed. And, and I love that it's like, it's like John is saying, no one is disqualified. Jesus loves and he invites everyone. Like you are not disqualified. You are loved. You're accepted. 
You're invited into relationship with Jesus. No one is too far from the Father's love. Someone else's water, it, just, it gives us a taste of what it can be like for us. If you're writing notes, write this down. Number two is that the taste unlocks our true thirst. This is how it is with, uh, with me and sugar. Like my relationship with sugar, okay, this is how it is, all right? Because I kind of feel like it's a bit unfair the way that our body responds to sugar. It's a bit unfair. I'm going to have to have a chat with God about this when I get up there because I can like not even be hungry. Like I will have just eaten a meal. I'm not even hungry. My body's not thinking about eating anything. But someone says, you know, hey, would you like some chocolate? And I'm like, sure, I would hate to offend you. So therefore I will grab a piece of that and, and eat it. Or, you know, like Pastor Nate will turn up into our office with like this huge, you know, this huge jumbo pack of Sour Patch Kids. And I'm like, that's a, that's a downer for me. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just have one. And then after that one goes, into my body, my body then takes over. My body just goes, okay, so we're going to eat all of that now. You know, it's like the entire box of Krispy Kremes, the whole packet of Tim Tams. It's all about to go right here. You know, have you ever been watching a show and you look down and you're like, well, who took all the biscuits? It's because you took all the biscuits because the sugar mechanism in your system was activated. And now all of a sudden you need so much more sugar in your life. You know, you ever eaten a whole packet by yourself? You know, Cadbury s'mores, like that was, I ate the whole pack just by myself and then had to hide the evidence <laughs> later on, you know? But this is what a taste of Jesus is like. A taste of true life has this effect on our souls. Our soul begins to realize how desperately dry that we are. I mean, I can't, I'm loving, you know, people here, but I can't wait until we're back as a church as well when we get to experience corporate worship together and we can sing maybe one day without a mask on. It's going to be awesome, you know, but I can imagine it's going to be like this huge, big drink of water and we're all going to be like, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I've been longing for. And there's a place for that. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine the conversations that would have been taking place among the Samaritans. Like, consider that. Think about it. What, what were they talking about? Verse 40 and verse 41. It says, so when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. And so they're like, they're like, guys, uh, this is this, there's something, something big that's shifting right here. I mean, imagine the looks that they were giving each other in the room or in, in front of the well. And they're talking with Jesus and Jesus is talking with them. And I can imagine that they're looking at each other going, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Like, like looking at this guy's looking at this guy, looking at this guy, looking at this girl. Like, what's going on right here? They were meeting with Jesus. The collective deserts of their hearts were taking this huge drink of water that they'd never known before. I can, I can imagine the moment, the, the little sparks going off, the fireworks happening in their hearts, their brain churning through all of their theology going, how does this work? How does this work? 
the deepest parts of their souls were being touched by the purest of life. The river of God, the water that they so desperately needed. This long, ignored, almost forgotten about part of their soul was now being touched by the Savior, by the healer, by the restorer, by the redeemer. And there's this new spark going off inside of them. This fresh injection of life. I can imagine that some of them are just standing around the well and they're just crying. They're, just, they're standing there going, we've, we, we've not known this before. We've never known this before. Because this hope inside of them was a whole new feeling. This sense of life touching dryness. And the dryness isn't overcoming it, but the life is overcoming the dryness. Like, they are like, oh my gosh, like what is happening here? Who is this guy? Completely new for them. And this is exactly what happens when Jesus touches our soul. And we get to experience true life and true acceptance and true love and true peace and true joy. The stuff that we're looking everywhere for. We're searching, we're scrolling through Netflix. You know, it's like, it's like never ending streams of shows, right? It's like, when will the shows end? They're never gonna end. And, and I'm never gonna find true fulfillment in something else except for Jesus. Faith begins to rise, peace begins to come, joy begins to grow. I love that they said to Jesus, you, you got to stay with us. I can imagine kind of the, like the fights, you know, like he's staying with me, George. Well, no, he's staying with me. You know, like this ain't some school building program where you sign up and you don't know who you're going to get, right? You know, they're all like, Jesus is going to stay with us. He's going to stay with us. You know, I can imagine some, someone going, great, I got the disciple. He's still got like some Guzman in his beard. He looks like he hasn't, he's, he hasn't shaved or, you know, for a long time, hasn't showered for, I don't know, but I got stuck with this guy. Great. Great. You can imagine the conversations. Jesus, stay with us, stay with us, stay with us, stay with us. The taste of water to our soul that somebody else gives us helps us to see how truly thirsty that we are. But here's the thing, and it, it reveals to us the most important thing in the whole world, and that is this. And if you're writing notes, this is number three. And that is my personal invitation to know Jesus for myself. Back to the beach, right? You're digging a hole. It's a big hole. It's a wide hole. Kids are helping to fill it with water. But this is what happens in our life, right? We go to work. You come home. You make dinner. You clean up. You pay the bills, you pay the mortgage, you taxi your kids around to all of their events, you know, that they're all kicking back off now and we're all kind of weighing up. Do I want this level of busy again, right? And we're digging for water. We're looking, we're looking, we're looking, we're seeking, we're digging, we're trying to find the next thing that's going to satisfy us. We're like, well, somewhere here, somewhere around there's going to be something that I can, I can get some meaning from. Some, somewhere, and we, we might find a little few gemstones along the way. We just keep working. 
And different people are helping us. Different people are bringing, you know, a cup of water to our soul. They're pouring a cup of water into our big hole in the sand. And it helps, it helps, but it's not enough to sustain us. It's not enough to fill us because the water's just seeping in. And like we hear a message on Sunday like this one, and it's another cup of water to our soul. We, 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 we turn to our Bible and, and read maybe a version reading plan. They're awesome. And it's another cup of water to our soul. And we, we, we go to our, to our V groups and someone prays and, and it's another cup of water to our soul. We, 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 we chant on some, uh, on some worship music because we hit shuffle in the car and, and, and oh, wow, that's good. And it's another cup of water to our soul. Someone, someone has a conversation with us or we have a Zoom meeting and someone talks to us about who God is a bit more. And there's another cup of water to our soul, but none of it is designed to sustain us because they just keep, going into a big hole in the sand. And we don't realize that, that under the surface of the bottom of your, hole, of, of your hole in the sand is this flowing river of water that gives us meaning and purpose and will water our soul and is never ending. Um, it begins in us a life of true inner rest and peace. And the source of that never-ending spring is Jesus himself. He's the only source. And, we, and we've been digging sideways for so long that we, we've been looking elsewhere for, for this for so long that we've forgotten that actually every single one of us has this invitation to, to walk with Jesus every day, to relate to Jesus every single day, to walk with the Spirit, to listen to the Father. Every one of us has this invitation to this, this unending spring of life. We've got to stop being okay with a few cups of water a week. Stop being okay with that. That's why you're still dry. Stop being satisfied with a taste of Jesus and start walking with him, him every single day. Just journey with Him. Just talk to Him. Just turn to Him. Just listen to Him. Just listen to Him. Stop being satisfied with a, with a few mills and start tapping into the stream that never ends. You can't live off someone else's water, but you can receive God's invitation to walk with him every single day. And it's, it's such a difficult time in history right now because COVID has taken away all of our supports. It's taken away the ability to, to meet together as the church, to enjoy these corporate moments and this, this incredible presence of God. Taking away maybe your, your, your V groups on Zoom right now. It's not the same. It's a lot better than nothing, but it's not the same. And youth has just started back and it's so good to be, to be back at youth. Like go back. There's so many things that have been taken out. Our kids are meeting online right now. It's, we can still feel disconnected, isolated and dry. And, and why is God allowing this? And maybe it's so that you and I can find Jesus. 
for ourselves. Let's take away all the supports, all the, all the structures that were kind of just helping us just to keep our heads above water. And maybe, maybe it's because every one of us is designed to have our own relationship with Jesus. Not just to be satisfied by a few cups from somebody else. You were never meant to be, uh, you were never designed to be sustained by podcasts or Instagram quotes or TikTok and YouTube videos or by books or conversations with friends. You are only meant to be sustained through your own relationship with Jesus, your own walk, your own life with Him. Right? And that's the invitation, the invitation that I'm extending to you today. The invitation that God is extending to all of humankind to to know Jesus for yourself. To walk with Him, filling up your well. So that you don't feel like there's a desert anymore. You feel like your soul is getting filled again. And you might actually be able to give a cup of water to somebody else. Give them a taste. Show them the invitation. I love what Jesus said in Matthew 11. He said, come to me. Anyone who is weary or burdened or dry, and I will give you rest. So let's just take a moment and... Maybe if you're in your, your living room right now, you might just want to close your eyes and just, I just want to pray for us. And God, God, would you reveal Jesus to each one of us right now? Would you move, Holy Spirit? Would you touch every life, every person listening to this? Every person watching this, would you help us to locate Jesus? Would you reveal Jesus to us afresh in a deeper way? Would you show us that invitation? Would you help us to say yes? Would you help us respond? There's no condemnation. There's no... No one's disqualified because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. But help us to say yes and to walk with you, filling us every single day in Jesus' name. You know, uh, this might be a whole new thing for you. And maybe you've landed on this video somehow or someone invited you to this, but I just want you to know that God loves you. And, and this is God's purpose for you, is first and foremost to walk in a relationship with Him. And Jesus died for you. He died on a cross to pay for all of your sin so that you could have relationship with God because sin is what separates us from God. And so God offers us forgiveness of all of our sin And he offers us a relationship with him, which is what we've been talking about today. And also, he offers us this eternity in heaven. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him 
will not die, but have eternal life. And so if, if you're, if you, maybe you've got some butterflies going on right now because God is actually knocking on your door going, hey, I want to have a relationship with you. Or come back to me. You've walked away. Come back to me. I want to have a relationship with you. And if you want to maybe just pray this prayer with me, I'm just going to pray it. You can pray it in your, in your heart. You can pray it out loud. Just accepting God's offer of forgiveness and, and entering into this, like a, a brand new relationship with him today. Just pray these words with me. Dear Jesus, I need you in my life. I come to you and I ask you for your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe that you are the son of God. Come and be my savior and my Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to walk with you every day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you if you uh, prayed that prayer for the first time or if you're coming back to Jesus. And we would love to connect with you if you did that. So if you're on our, uh, our live stream right now, would you click that live prayer button and uh, help us to connect with you? We would love to do that. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.